Welcome to the Triskillian, the Purica podcast, where it's all about nature, science, you. A lot of our Purica podcasts on the Triskillian were all about the human side of things. But today, it's one of those walks on the wild side with some of those who benefit from Purica Pet, and of course, some of the movers and shakers in the the pet industry looking after our dogs and cats. Uh, We've got Sarah Keller of Sit, Stay, Squat uh, with us, and it's at uh, sitstaysquat.ca. She's joined us to, first of all, tell her inspiration, tell us what she does, and also uh, let us know some of the impact and the results of of, of Purica products and the Purica pet line. We've got a lot to unpack, uh, Sarah, and we really appreciate you taking time out with us. I got to start from day one, from day, from, you know, step number one, and that is how did you get into doing what you're doing? And then I'll ask you after that, what Sit, Stay, Squad is all about. Okay, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm super excited about it. I love Purica for both myself and my dog. So it's very exciting to be on here today. Um, so my inspiration behind starting Sit, Stay, Squat is I've always been super active with going to the gym. Um, it was a huge priority in my life, but I did find that I just didn't quite have enough time to get all of my personal workouts in and then walk the dog afterwards. And I was feeling super guilty that I was, I guess, prioritizing my own fitness needs over my dog's needs. I knew that she needed exercise as well, but a walk just didn't quite feel like enough to me. And I had this idea, like how cool it would be if I could just bring her to the gym with me. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what started. That was what started everything. So Missy deserves credit. Yes, Missy definitely deserves credit. She was my inspiration 100%. And she is also the little dog that's on my logo. We're talking to Sarah Keller of Sit, Stay, Squat. And we're talking about the wonderful work that she does, not only helping the pet side of things, but helping us humans uh, stay in shape as well. So obviously, you must really be into time management. Have you always been a stickler for that kind of detail? I mean, I guess like there's just always so much I want to get done in a day. I just feel like I have almost like a never ending to do list, which I think a lot of people can relate to. And uh, I guess in some ways it kind of felt like chore after chore and just, yeah, being able to kind of combine my fitness and my dog's fitness. Not only does it feel like less of a chore now because I'm with my dog, but we're able to kind of save that much more time together. And, and, and how did you come up with the name? I mean, obviously, there's not a single uh, dog guardian anywhere on the planet who hasn't told his or her dog to sit or to stay. Um, you know, squat is, uh, you know, that's, that's where the exercise side of things and the human side of things comes out of it. But is that what your thinking was behind the naming and the branding of your practice? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So I guess just trying to come up with a name that says a little bit what I do and have it kind of creative. So yeah, the sit stay for the dog, the squat for the human. And now I've actually found out that there's ways I can get the dogs to squat too, which is kind of cool. And yeah, just kind of I liked that it was all SSS because my name starts with an S. And yeah, that was kind of it. It's really hard coming up with a name, but that's what I was able to come up with. Well, I think it's a good one and does represent, you know, the the, the human pet uh, interaction. But it also shows you that uh, 
um, you know, your pets have got it good because they've got two thirds of your name, <laughs> you know, two, yes, thirds, exactly. two thirds of the company's name. You're left with just that other third. And again, the way you make it work in your logo where you've got the dog and of course you've got the, um, the representation of the squat, which is one of the basic uh, uh, weight bearing exercises. Uh, you really can't stay strong in your core uh, without getting the squat done. How long have you been doing sit, uh, stay squat? I, um, I guess started my education and kind of traveling a bit to get education and this sort of thing. I started that in the beginning of 2017, but then I officially started my business January 2018. So this is just coming up on my third year now. And what's the first reaction you get from dog guardians when you explain what you do? It's like, really? You can <laughs> help me with this? Yeah, I mean, sometimes people just kind of like laugh and I'm like, I know it's silly and it definitely sounds silly, but um, there are so many benefits to exercising this way with our dogs. Our dogs get the same benefits of exercise that we do. And there is a lot more to that than just walking. So once I can kind of like say my spiel a little bit about how beneficial it is for the dogs and for the people and for our bonds with our dogs, um, people take it more seriously, I guess. We're talking to Sarah Keller. We're talking about the wonderful relationship that we humans have with the canines in our lives. Listen, what's the hardest assignment Sit Stay Squat has ever taken on in terms of a, a, a client that really, really needed your help and maybe had multiple dogs to work out around? Um, so typically the classes are designed for just one dog per one person because that can be enough, especially when we're first starting. So, Tell me about um, it. Yeah, like my clients that have more than one dogs, we don't usually add like a second dog in until they've done the classes for a little bit. Um, I don't know. And then, and then do they do they then just spread things out? Like, let's say you've got three dogs. Uh, do they try and do uh, three training sessions with you with each dog? Or do they tend to sort of take one dog to the uh, to the gym or to the workout area? Yeah, so usually they will uh, do just like one dog at a time for that class. And then they'll do uh, several classes in the week so that they can just focus on that one dog. Um, dogs just like, it's a lot when you're getting your dog to like jump over your body, crawl underneath your body, like to add in two or three dogs is like craziness. And like, you're probably gonna end it with some bruises. So yeah, and then the dogs, I mean, of course, each one wants to be the center of attention. And you can't really do that when you have three of them. So yeah, it's definitely better to do it a little bit more one-on-one, -on -one. Uh, maybe two-on-two -two if your dogs get along really well. Now, we talked about how Missy specifically, uh, your Missy was the inspiration for Sit, Stay, Squat, uh, your practice. But taking a few steps back, uh, tell us about your dog training background and what kind of uh, education, what kind of courses, what kind of training you yourself took uh, even before you began uh, with the Sit, Stay, Squat. So uh, yeah, this is like back, I actually had this idea for like 10 years. And then it was in 2017. I was like, hey, like, I really want to do this. And so I'm looking online. And it's like, not really a concept that anybody's really doing like exercising with your dog. The only thing I could really find was something called a canine fit club. And so they is essentially kind of like a franchise where they will teach you how to do classes with your dogs. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, this looks like it's kind of the only thing I guess right now. So I did in 2017 travel to Chicago and um, I paid like way, too, way too much money and um, learned about, I guess, how they do things. 
it was a lot different than I guess how I ended up doing things. Um, it was a good introduction to canine fitness itself, which is a thing that we can get into, but they were more so doing circuit training where the human does an exercise and then the dog does an exercise. Um, I've ended up really using my imagination and combining the exercises. So the people and the dogs are doing workouts at the same time. And like, you are the equipment that your dog is using while you are exercising as well. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the place I started was traveling to Chicago and getting certified as a canine fit club trainer. And then, um, I kind of started classes that January. Oh, I guess, sorry, before that, I was also certified in group fitness for people. And then um, as I started, like my first like couple weeks of classes in, I was like, it was just a little overwhelming. I'm like, there is so much that I feel like I there to know. So then I started, I did a course on dog behavior and training methodology, like right away. So that's kind of like the basic course that people will do to get certified as a dog trainer so like your trick training or if you wanted to specialize in behavior or aggression um so I did do that and then um just I, yeah watching people work out I'm like holy cow like this canine fitness thing there's so much to learn so then I went and got certified as a certified professional canine fitness trainer which is like the certification for canine fitness and that really focuses on just the dog, um, like their own muscular strength, core stability, flexibility exercises, what good posture looks like, um, the different kind of gates, so like how the dog walks or runs. And that was like very in-depth on um, the fitness just for the dog. And now um, I am working right now towards a course um, on getting certified for canine massage because I have since realized that that I think is a really big missing piece in fitness is we're able to strengthen those, those weak muscles and we're able to stretch tight muscles. But I do think that massage is probably one of the best things we could do for tight muscles. And yeah, I guess I've kind of gone from wanting to do save time for myself and just work out with my dog to like realizing like, holy cow, dogs actually really need this to prevent injuries. And now this is what I really want to focus on is really helping dogs and keeping them um, as healthy as possible for their lives. Uh, I won't even go down the path of business ideas that you could introduce in terms of couples massage where somebody can come <laughs> for mas massage, you get a, a, an, R, a, an RMT to uh, massage them and then you massage the dog everything gets looked after that way. We don't have enough time for massage either. We're not gonna go down that path. What we are going to do though, just around the corner, talk about the funniest client experience you ever had, and also the most difficult client experience you've ever had. We're talking to Sarah Keller of Sit, Stay, Squat. This is the Triskillian, the Purica podcast. You're in the natural health zone with the Triskillian, the Purica podcast. Um, so the funniest, I guess that I've ever had, um, I have my very first client from my very first class I've ever taught. She's been a regular client now for three years is this little pug named Saki. And if you <laughs> thought you didn't like pugs, you just like haven't met Saki because she's so hilarious. Like she just thinks that everyone's there to just watch how amazing and awesome she is. And, um, yeah, every class is just like about like teacher, like watch, watch how fabulous I am and how I can do all the exercises. Um, so I'm like, okay, Saki is like my show girl. Like she is the girl that like when I want like something to get done, like I want Saki. 
So I had this really awesome opportunity um, in Edmonton. We were trying to beat the Guinness world record for the most dog yoga participants ever. So uh, yeah, it was like this big event that was put on and I was fortunate enough that I was instructing the dog yoga and I <laughs> invited Saki to be my partner with me on stage. And that was the one and only time that Saki did not want to participate with me. She just wanted to like prance around the stage and just like make sure like everybody was like watching her and cheering for her. And um, yeah, like she, it's pretty common for my own dogs to embarrass me, but it's not very common that a client dog embarrasses me. And she definitely, I was like, okay. <laughs> um, well, especially pretty- in the vibe of dog yoga, you know, like everything must have been magnified for you at that moment. Be one thing if you're sort of uh, running through the trails with, with a group of dogs, uh, another thing to be in the gym environment, but in that yoga environment where everybody is heightened sen- senses, uh, you guys probably stood out, didn't you? Uh, yeah, because we were right on stage. There was like 10 different news recorders watching us. There was 408 people in the crowd. And I'm trying to show that like, yes, your dog can do yoga with you. And I was very much showing that like, no, maybe they can't. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, she's actually been funny a couple of times, like being filmed with CBC and then she decides that's the one time out of a thousand classes that she's going to pee on the equipment. And like, I don't know, dogs, dogs, like they definitely keep it funny. <laughs> so and I'm, I'm, I'm sure she uh, uh, put a bit of a damper on things there, you know, on the <laughs> peeing, peeing on the equipment. Uh, what other stories come to mind in terms of all of your trials and tribulations of you making sit, stay, squat, uh, what it is today? Um, I don't know. There's just been like so many. I've been, I've been really blessed actually that um, I guess it was the first one, especially here to kind of start doing this. Um, so I've just had like a lot of really amazing opportunities. I mean, including getting to be on Pirica's podcast. Um, it's almost hard to, I guess, think of any of them on the spot, but I mean, they, they've all been extremely positive and I've been extremely fortunate. How many people do what you do in Alberta? How many people do you think do what you do across the country? Do you have any data on that? Any idea of how many people sort of uh, uh, have tried to come up with what, you're, what you've come up with for, for uh, pet guardians and their dogs? Um, so there is one other person in Alberta who's doing it, and she's a colleague of mine, and she's a really awesome person. Um, we do it a little bit differently because she focuses – uh, my main focus is the fitness, where she, the fi- fitness is just a little portion of what she does. Um, other than that, I really don't think there's anybody else in Canada doing it. Um, I, like, I get people from all different provinces connecting with me about uh, doing jog yoga for their clients and stuff. And I've looked into it, and there doesn't seem to be anybody else in Canada. Um, there is only one other person I can think of in the States and, um, a lot of what she has put out, um, has been, has, has been, uh, stuff that I have put out and then, and then is put out on hers. So, um, yeah, I feel like in a lot of ways, I guess my, my own creativity has been a bit of a pioneer in the canine and and human fitness thing, which has been, which has been really cool. We're talking to Sarah Keller of Sit, Stay, Squat. Uh, she operates out of Alberta, but of course you can reach her at sitstaysquat.ca. Uh, do you have a Twitter or Instagram uh, handle as well that people can, can try and track down or is the website the best place? 
let's say it's good because it has lots of information and photos and stuff. Um, I'm not on Twitter, but I am on Instagram, Sit, Stay, Squat, as well as Facebook, Sit, Stay, Squat. And then the website is sitstaysquat.ca. What have you noticed in, in recent years as to, let's say, the single biggest complaint or concern that dog guardians have about their pet's health? Uh, do you see any trends in terms of uh, an, a, a preponderance of sore joints uh, uh, up front or, or rear legs? Uh, it, it, are, there, are there other issues that seem to uh, have stood out to you that keep on coming up? Yeah, um, I think a lot of, I guess, the content that I've been putting out has made people more aware of some of the things, especially when it comes to good posture for our dogs. I think posture is so incredibly important for people and for our dogs um, because our dogs, I mean, are all different shapes and sizes and they walk on four limbs. There is a lot of room for compensation that often goes unnoticed because it's not something we really think about. So I post photos of, I mean, now I have like this eye where I can kind of see these things of dogs before photos and then the after photos and getting to see the side by side of what canine fitness can do in joint alignment is pretty remarkable. And since kind of posting that stuff, I now have a lot of people, um, some of the biggest ones would be when you look at a dog's four limbs, if you look down at their feet, their wrists turn out. So their little feet are turning out side by side. Um, it's, it can also be called the easty westy feet. And a lot of people, I guess, in the dog sports community and the veterinarian community have just kind of said, like, that's just, it is what it is. Um, I disagree with that because I have seen some extremely remarkable results with certain exercises that we can implement to strike Sorry, strengthen the dog's feet, shoulders, and wrists, and just kind of fixing that alignment. So now, instead of their joints being all crooked and out of place, they're in this really nice alignment. And so I see that a lot, especially with smaller dogs, that their feet tend to turn out, or dogs that do a lot of jumping, just kind of that impact landing on their front. Um, and then, yeah, I guess just a lot of poor posture people now um, are able to kind of see that side by side of what good and bad posture looks like and they can look at their dog and realize like wow my dog's like really rounding their back like they're obviously super tight in their back and like what can we do to fix that um, a really big injury that is super common is iliopsoas sprains with dogs and that's something that's really hard to rehabilitate and it can happen i mean in a split second my dog um, was just running up the stairs and he sprained his iliopsoas. Actually, it's my boyfriend's dog. So he had only been in my life for about a year at this point. But just the fact that it happens so commonly and that we are able to use fitness, like strengthening the muscles around the hips and stretching the muscles around the hips to kind of prevent those things. Um, I think people only want what's best for their dog. And it's just kind of stuff that's only really coming to the surface now that we're able to really prevent injuries and prevent arthritis. And we, we all want that for our dogs. We've got Sarah Keller of Sit, Stay, Squat just for another couple of minutes here on the Triskillian, the Purica podcast. 
talking about the unique practice that she has, help you get your workout and your dog's workout at the same time. Uh, she's working on the massage stuff and there'll be all kinds of great dog yoga things coming up in the uh, uh, weeks, months and, and, and years to come, I'm sure. Uh, two last ones for you, Sarah, and we really appreciate you doing this because it is a pretty cool service that you're providing at Sit, Stay, Squat uh, at sitstaysquat.ca. What's the response you get from any of the veterinarians that you've met? Are they generally supportive or are they still a little bit behind the curve in terms of some of the sort of uh, uh, more progressive uh, uh, ideas that you've brought to bear? Um, there's like, I would say, I mean, just kind of simplifying it, like two different groups of the veterinarians, I guess. And I do kind of compare it to family doctors. I mean, when I go to my family doctor, I used to have extremely bad back pain. I mean, he wasn't really able to help me the same way an exercise physiologist was. And I just don't think that it was really on his radar to work on core stability and hip mobility to stop my back from spasming up and putting me in the hospital. Um, so I think a lot of vets are just, you know, just know too much to really be able to focus in on this one thing and um, think it's maybe... I mean, I don't know, like, just like my dog had a couple issues and the vets kept telling me it was a skin issue. And I'm like, no, I, I, it's not a skin issue. Like I'm telling you it's musculoskeletal. And I had two vets say, no, it, it, I think it's a skin issue until I just like kept pushing. And we finally got a diagnosis that, uh, yeah, like her shoulder blade had been pushed in from my other dog stepping on her and her muscles were spasming in response. So just, uh, yeah, like some of the vets, I just don't think that that sort of thing is totally on their radar. And then there's other vets where I've had vets reach out to me directly about helping with exercise programs for their clients who are either rehabbing an injury or um, have had surgery. And then just like us communicating with each other, because I mean, I, I'm a dog personal trainer. I'm not a dog physiotherapist, so I can create fitness programs, but I can't rehabilitate a dog. So um, I do need to be able to kind of work with those veterinarians and us be able to work together to come up with an exercise program just on the side of safety. But the fact that I now have vets reaching out to me directly asking, can you help this dog? Um, it, it's a pretty remarkable feeling. And, and I think that's really good on you and also good on those vets who, uh, like a lot of, you know, GPs, it took some time to sort of shift gears into preventive health and also exercise as, as a form of preemptive action. It's so cool that that's happening uh, on, the, on the dog side, on the veterinary side as well. Uh, hey, listen, we've got you just for another minute or so, but I did want to ask you, you rave uh, about Purica products. Of course, the, the line includes Purica Pet Recovery, Purica Pet Immune, and now Purica Pet Curcumin with, uh, uh, with BDMC. Um, what are the best experiences you've had? And, and what do you tell some of your clients when you, when you think of Purica and, and the Purica Pet line? Yeah, so um, both my dogs are on all three of those products. Uh, the immune stuff is a little bit newer. I was actually, I guess, being um, maybe just, I don't know, like a little bit of a scaredy cat with like COVID when I first got the immune uh, stuff. But um, now I'm just like so grateful that I got it because my dog was coughing really bad and we went and went for x-rays and she has um, just some uh, age-related changes happening in her lungs that apparently they said there's nothing that I can do about it. And I was really researching 
the ingredients that are in the Purecula immune products and, and hands down, that's what, what we're going to continue using in the hopes that um, her breathing doesn't get worse and we can kind of continue with that and just, yeah, with the uh, Purica recovery and curcumin stuff, I mean, like I notice obvious changes when my dogs are on it. Um, Missy, like my little spoiled one, um, has been on it for so long that like, it's almost in the back of my mind, I guess, like that. I just, I mean, whatever. But then with my boyfriend's dog, he, after spraying his oleosoas, I'm like, we got to get him on this stuff. Like, like, you know, I want him to be taking this. And I swear that Purica is a huge reason as to why he's feeling better. Like I do take some credit, of course, like with the corrective exercise stuff, but I just don't think that we would, he would be getting the same results at all if it wasn't for taking Purica. I am amazed at the difference. And I know for myself as somebody who used to be an athlete and now just really focuses on corrective exercise, but either way has pain or will have pain. Um, whenever I'm taking Purica, I always feel better. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, I mean, doesn't take, I don't take a lot of convincing in terms of some of the things that work for, for humans in that respect, in terms of nutrition, supplementation, and exercise, uh, the full meal deal, the full package also works for dogs. What we're going to have to do is hook up with you again real soon, Sarah, because it's a fascinating practice, a great service that you're doing. Um, maybe keep track of some of the interesting trends that you see in terms of uh, canine health and canine fitness. And we'll uh, maybe uh, get you back on the Triskill and Napirica podcast again to compare notes. And I know that uh, uh, all those uh, all those opportunities to hear from you will be uh, time well spent for dog guardians who really want their dogs at the top of their game. Thanks so much for doing this. Good luck with um, uh, with with Missy, who deserves the uh, you know the credit for uh, a sit stay squat. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you so much. It was a joy being on here, and I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, you guys are all awesome up here at this, so thank you. Right back at you, Sarah Keller, sit stay squat. You've been listening to the Triskelion, the Purica podcast, talking Purica Pet. You've been listening to the Triskillian, the Purica podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Purica Wellness and sign up for our e-newsletter at purica.com.